We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HG. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, Thursday, December 15th. We got tons of stuff going on uh, this coming this coming couple of days, right? We had soccer before. We have the World Cup final on, on Sunday. We got a, we got an NFL slate on Sunday. We got an NFL slate on Saturday. We got showdown. Tonight, we got NBA stuff going on. MMA, last slate of the season or the year or whatever. There's really no seasons in UFC. We got tons of stuff going on. We'll talk about whatever the hell you want. Whatever it is you want. Uh, it's Thirsty Thursday. If you're thirsty, if you're thirsty for answers, just ask them in the YouTube chat. I already see Wataz here, Bart B, Suki Singh, Daniel Hutchings, Kickstart, Dave Clark. He's off today. He could watch the entire show. He's off. He's off. He's off. Am I off today? I'm a little bit off. And Daniel's on hold with the IRS. I don't know why. Did he too much? He won too much money. Right? That's why he has to call the IRS and say, what do I do with all this money? What do I do? I have to give some of it to you, obviously. I don't know why he's on hold with the IRS. Is the IRS playing DFS? Yeah. We're going to be getting, we're gonna be getting a 1099 soon, right? You're profiting on a site, you'll be getting that. You'll you won't get one from DraftKings until like the like the beginning of March. They're always late. They're, I mean, DraftKings is always late. FanDuel's typically on time. FanDuel, you'll probably you'll probably get one. Uh, I don't know, second week in February, first week in February or so. DraftKings, you'll be wait. You'll be you'll be sitting there waiting for it. Where well, they'll, they'll have an extension. They'll send you an email. It's never on time. I don't think I've ever gotten. I don't think I've ever gotten a ten ninety nine from DraftKings before March first. I don't think I ever done, which is always a pain in the ass because I got to. I got to do my. I get. See, I got to do business taxes first, and then I got to do personal taxes. And the business taxes have to be done by March fifteenth, right? So it, it's 
especially since I'm, I'm operating, you know, I have my, I have my own business, my own S corporation that all of my DFS stuff goes through. So it's a pain in the ass for, uh, for at least my accountant. It's a pain in the ass. I, I hear from my accountant that says, uh, where's your stuff? I need your stuff. And it's like, I'm, I'm still, I'm waiting for one thing. How do they not have it by now? Well, don't look at me. They're only a billion, multi-billion dollar publicly traded company. They can't send out 1099s on time. And half the time it's wrong, right? Half the time it's wrong anyway. You have to send you an amended one. What a, what a joke. What a joke. Daniel says, I think he has better chance of getting tax answers here. If you, hey, you want tax questions? Ask. We're just, just remember, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a tax professional and you should go ask a CPA or whatever the hell. I've got, I've got to preface that. I mean, I could, I could give you some insight. I, I have filed business. I've filed LLC S Corp taxes for what? 12 years now, 12, 13 years. And then plus my own personal stuff. So I've, I've dealt with K, K1s and 1099s and Schedule C's and all that, all the garbage. <clears throat> but most of the time, it's someone else doing it, right? I do my own personal taxes, but my business stuff, it, uh, I, I have an accountant do it. So if, if you want to, if you hey, I got any tax questions, feel free. It's it's up to you. It's Thursday, Thursday. If you're thirsty for tax tax considerations, uh, go for it. That's fine. I don't know. I don't know how much I could help you. Ah, uh, I don't know what what's the problem. Oh, Daniel says it's a two-year-old matter, international stuff. You do not want to know. What? What? Are you a spy? Is Daniel Hutchings a spy? <coughs> he says it's international stuff. Yeah, I probably, I probably have no clue then. Who do you owe money to internationally? Are there crime, crime organizations? Do you, do you own, do you, do you, do you owe money to the Yakuza? What, what's going on? What's going on? I have no idea. It's a two-year-old matter. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I I, I just I my my taxes are pretty easy, right? I get I get I get money in. I get I, I have expenses out, and then you, you minus that, and there you go, right? You have your deductions, right? You post that all. I get I whole get, get a whole booklet. My accountant is really good, really good as far as organization is concerned. Does all the work for me. I mean, like makes it real easy. But anything I need to sign, to put the labels on. Like here's a yellow spot, a little yellow label there with all the instead, then a little like a like a like a cover sheet with all like you fill not for step one, sign form, whatever like that, write check to so and so for two thousand seven hundred and whatever dollars. Here or already has a self-addressed stamped that envelope with the, with a the, the little staple, a little uh, paper clip, right? Already has it all, and just like it's all there, and then like every, every quarter I get. I get a little package in the mail from them so I could run payroll and send the unemployment stuff and send, but the city needs this money. And then the withholding thing over here. And, and it's just all in, so just like, here you go. Here, just sign. So everything's all pre-filled out. Everything's all filled out. Everything. And then, then I get a, then I get a cop. Then I get a booklet that has my, that the copy, my copy of everything, business copy of everything. And he keeps a business copy also just in case, I don't know, there's a fire in my house or something. So everything's all organized. So I just like I, every every quarter, just get it. Takes me about I don't know six minutes. I sign like sign like five or six documents. I write about five or six checks. Sometimes a check is for like seventeen dollars or whatever. But whatever it goes to whatever whatever government agency it needs to go to. 
And then, you know, then at the end of the year, then, then I get the 1099s like, and I get them in envelope. Like if I get 1099s to send out to other, uh, to myself, right? W2s to myself. So, and, and it comes in the envelope as if I'm mailing it to myself. Like that's how much work that, that my accountant just does on behalf. And then, and, and, and it's pretty cheap because he's an old guy and he doesn't realize that I guess inflation happened because the amount of money I pay him is definitely not to measure it with the amount of work that he does, even on, in, on a quarter to quarter basis. So there, a little, little tax talk, a little tax talk. We'll, we'll talk about whatever you want. It's up to you in the YouTube chat, right? It's all up. It's always up to you. This is show is built by you. Okay. Especially like in between weeks and NFL and, <laughs> we got holiday stuff coming up. We got, I mean, the, no one's paying attention to anything. So it's just what, whatever you want to talk about. That's fine. Defix says I started playing last year. So excited to pay some taxes for the first time, I think. Well, you can pay taxes personally. That You can take, there, there's a, I mean, you could obviously take off expense. You could, you could take off expenses on a schedule C personally, but. It's a pain in the ass to do that. That's why I just run everything through through an S corporation. So I pay myself. See, that, uh, the, the best part about paying yourself is that you have verified income. It doesn't matter. It comes out pretty much the same same thing anyway. You're either going to pay self-employment tax uh, yourself or a business, or you're going to put the other half of Social Security, Medicare, that's going to be paid by the business anyway. Like, it doesn't save you anything. It just saves you a headache. And... Allows you to get verifiable income. So like I, I, the fact that I get a W-2 for my own company for a certain amount every year as a salary, like I could go to a bank five years from now and I have verified, you know, like get a loan, get a, get a refinanced mortgage, get, you know, stuff like that. Once you, once you're dealing with just K-1s and 1099s, it's like the other, the world looks at you like, like, oh, we need to verify 700 different things and it takes you forever. Double W-2, they don't get, once you have a W-2, it's like that. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter what the amount is. Like, it's like, oh, okay, okay, W-2 is verified, but it's my own business. Like, I'm, you're verifying my income with myself. They don't care. It's a W-2, so it doesn't matter. So that that's the, that's the main reason why I have a, a S corporation for, for, D, for DFS purposes. So basically every quarter I, I, I run payroll and I get paid an amount, right? And then I withhold taxes on that. And then at the end of the year, maybe I, I got a refund last year. I got a refund for myself last year. That, that, that was weird. I overpaid. I overpaid. I overpaid by a lot, actually. That was that was nice. That was, that was almost like winning a GPP, you know, because 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 of the way DraftKings was with their their W two with their ten ninety nine. I couldn't file my business taxes on time, which means I couldn't file my personal taxes on time, but I still have to pay the taxes with it. So I didn't get a penalty. So I just estimated. And apparently I estimated way too much, way, way too much. And then I ended up with like 16,000, getting 16,000 back or something. I got, I got a pretty hefty, hefty penny back. Okay. But we could talk, we could talk about taxes. We could talk about NBA DFS. We could talk about NFL. We could talk about MMA. We could talk about soccer. We could talk about whatever, whatever you want. Remember, it's up to you in the YouTube chat. Give me a thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up button. If, they, if you don't want to talk about anything, the least you could do is hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Hit anything you want. 
Dave Clark says, I hope your accountant is efficient. Maybe he just pushes a button to file like we do with NBA DFS. Maybe. No, no, no. My, my guy's an old school guy. He, he, he has boxes of paperwork. He barely even uses his computer. Okay. And he has one of the he's computer with no, like the tube computer. I mean, like he's, he's old school. He's like 70 something years old. So no, he's probably not pressing a button. Yeah, I think he fills out stuff on the computer and prints it out or whatever, but he prints out everything. Like he print he prints, he literally prints out everything. I tell him that you could just, why are you printing me a copy? Just send it to me via email in a PDF. No, he won't do that, right? He won't, he won't send stuff via email either because they, what happens if you get hacked or something? So like every, everything has to be sent via the mail. He doesn't mind faxing, but who has fax machines? That's what he has. It's like, I could fax it to you. Fax. Fax. What year is it? What year is it, buddy? I don't know what year is it. Dino Maniva, how much is your site a month? I mean, if you get the combo premium package, I think it's $99 a month, I think. You get $10 off your first month by clicking on the link in the description. Get projections, ownership, all the content for all the sports. Why not? Why not? I mean, it's all the stuff that I use. Mike B, how often do you use Slate IQ as a guide? A guide for what? I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about what? For showdown contests? I mean, I look at I look at Slate IQ or the showdown sim tool for showdown and every every showdown slate. Uh, Trevor Lewis asks, basis uses question. Do you personally, as a way to generate, quote, simulation, add randomness when using lineup HQ? Do you just let lineup HQ cram in the highest projected player at that price? I know what lineups I'm building, so I don't need to use randomness. You have to understand what you're doing, okay? 99% of people, 99% of people, I'm going to repeat it. 99% of people, which probably includes most of the people that are watching this show right now, do not know how to use an optimizer. They don't. They literally don't. In fact, it is completely detrimental to your play, and I purposely take advantage of you. Okay? Most of my most of my edge comes from people who literally use lineup HQ or any other type of optimizer and use it wrong because they're trying, they're using lineup HQ as if it's going to tell you what to do and it's not. So I know how people don't use it correctly. And I know what type of lineups come out because of that. I go, okay, this guy's going to be way, this, this stack's going to be high owned. This guy's going to be low owned. this thing. This guy's going to be more owned than he should be. How do you know that? It's like, because people are going to play, you know, a hundred lineups and, they're going to jam this 3K player in because that's what the optimizer said. Because from a median standpoint, that makes that would make sense, but not from a ceiling standpoint. But people don't know what they're doing when they when they're using an optimizer. They think they think the optimizer is telling them what to do. And no, the optimizer is dumb. This is one of the dumbest tools. Okay? If you're using an optimizer, it is dumber than a calculator. It is dumber. It is it is the dumbest thing possible. You have to understand what its purpose is. All an optimizer is, is a knapsack problem solver. That is it. That is it. That's all it is. It's going to take this FPTS column, 
and go, how do I fit in the most amount of this column's number into these spots for these salaries? And, and that's it. That's all it does. That's literally all it does. Literally, that's all it does. And then how does it do that with the constraints that you put on top of it? It's like, if you don't give it any constraints, it's just going to, it's going to, okay, here, just what's the top lineups that has the highest median value that we could jam in from this column. If you change the numbers in this column, you'll get different lineup. I mean, you'll get, oh, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs and make him 27 points, right? Well, then it's, then it's going to use 27 there. It's going to use whatever number it is here. It doesn't know. It doesn't know the player. It doesn't know anything. It just knows this column. That's it. That's it. That's all it knows is that column. It doesn't know its range of outcomes. It doesn't know. It doesn't know anything. All it knows is this guy. How do I fit as much of this column into a lineup? Given given whatever user constraints you put on it. It's not going to tell you if the user constraints are good or bad for DFS. It's not. It knows nothing about DFS at all. Knows nothing. There's no clue about players. Doesn't know anything about sports. Doesn't know nothing. All it knows is this FPTS column. And how do I fit the most amount of that column with these positions and, and under 50K in salary? That's it. That's, li- that's all it does. So anything you put on top of it is it's up to you. What types of lineups are you looking to build? Why would you put randomness on in a, in a lot and line? Ask, ask yourself everything. Do you like all, I mean, this is, this is one of my number one bugbears. 99% of people, most of the people watching this right now, I see you in the chat should not be using an optimizer because you don't know what it does. You don't understand the concepts of anything of what it does. People ask me about settings. For the, once you ask about a setting, you are thinking wrong. Okay? Should I do this with that? Once you ask that question, I'm viewing you as your IQ just went like it went down by 700%. Right? I'm like, oh, this person probably doesn't know how to tie his shoes. Okay? That's how dumb the question is. Why would you apply randomness? to your to to a build of lineups if you can't answer that question then you shouldn't be using it flex exposure total lineup on any of these settings if you don't understand you if you were to do that and you cannot tell me what the lineups will be before you press the button then you shouldn't be using it i know what lineups i'm building it doesn't matter i don't need what I could do it any way I want. I've used every setting in lineup HQ. Every single setting. Well, what do you do for this slate? It, whatever I need to do in order to get the lineups that I want to build. Sometimes I use 700 of the different settings. Sometimes I use two. Remember, this is a knapsack problem solver of the FPTS column. That's all it is. If I'm looking to build 100 lineups, the only reason I'm using lineup HQ is because it's faster, not because it's better. I already know the lineups that I'm going to build. Let me repeat that again. 
I already know the lineups that I'm going to build. Okay, let me repeat that again. You should only be using an optimizer if you already know the lineups that you're going to build. You already know them. Your goal is to go, oh, well, how do I get the 100 lineups that I want to build quicker than me having to input them in one by one? So it, you should not be using an optimizer unless you could build the lineups you want to build. Build it by hand. Okay? Build 20 lineups by hand that you want to play. That you go, I think these are plus EV for the contest that I'm in based on the projection and based on the ownership. Build 20 of them by hand. Okay? Input them in into your phone. Put them in on the desktop site. Put all 20 in. And then go to lineup HQ. And I want you to build those exact 20 lineups without having to do it manually. What do you how, how do you get to that point of the, those 20 lineups? What do you have to put in in order when you press the build button on 20, you get the exact 20 lineups. Exactly. Exactly. Now, it's very hard to do very exactly for 20 lineups. You should be able to get extremely close. If you can't do that, then you should not be using an optimizer. Because then you don't understand what an optimizer is used for. It's an efficiency tool. That's all it is. And it doesn't make any strategic decisions. So the reason you'd be using randomness is to get more a more diversified set of lineups for whatever reason, if you want to look at them. You know, oh, I'm getting I'm getting way too much of the same three running backs in all of my lineups when I'm building 300. Just not because I want those 300 lineups, just because I'm just looking at lineups to choose from. You go, okay, I want a little bit more diversity. So, yeah, th- this guy may be slightly higher projected than the other guy, but I want to see how these lineups fit with one another. So, okay, let me up the randomness to 10%. Okay. So I know now I'll get more, a more diverse lineup set. Well, is that a good setting? No, there's no such thing as a good setting. What it is? What is it that you want to do? What you're asking by by what you're saying by asking that is uh, is a eighth of an inch a good screwdriver or whatever. I, I, I don't know tools tools very well. Should I be using Should I be using a Phillips head a a, 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 a one one eighth millimeter Phillips head? Or should I be using a, a, a three-quarter-inch flathead? And I'd be looking at you. Any person would look at you and go, well, what are you building? You go, I don't know. So, so how do you know what screwdriver to use? How do you know what drill bit to use? That's all these are. They're, all these settings are, are drill bits and screwdrivers. So if you can't tell me what you're building, then what did the, you use whatever screwdriver you need to use to finish the task that you need to build? That's it. That's that's all it is. What group should I make for showdown? Whatever groups that are the lineups that have that you want to make. There's no correct answer there. There's no correct answer to any setting. I'm looking to make 150 lineups that are nowhere near close to each other. Okay, well now your unique players are five. Good luck on your good luck in your final 20 lineups that are probably projected 700 points lower than they should be, but. 
that's what you're looking to do. And that's what you're looking to do. Well, should I be doing it? I don't know. What lineups are you looking to make? There's no correct, there's literally no correct answer. <sighs> Trevor Lewis says, wouldn't I add randomness is the best way I can to simulate anything in Ardry or at the very minimum, just some GPP risk diversification? Sure, but it's blunt. I mean, do you, do you not get what I'm talking about? Use whatever settings you need to build the lineups that you already know what you're building. How many times do I have to say this? Feels like most of these, I, I have to yell at people. If you don't know what lineups you already want to make before looking at an optimizer, you shouldn't be using an optimizer. Do you not understand that concept? Close your optimizer. Don't look at lineup HQ. Sunday morning for NFL, go to your phone. Build the lineup that you go. I want. I want to play. Uh, uh, I want to play the Dallas stack with this run back and this whatever, and do that. Okay, and go. Oh, okay. I like these that type of lineup. How about a lineup where I pay up at running back here and pay down there? Build that lineup by hand. By hand. And go. Okay, am I pay? Okay, I'm paying down at defense here and I'm paying up and build that by hand. Once you're done with that, then you go, oh, you know what would be, I, I'm, tr I'm trying to build 7 million lineups. So like, I can't do it one by one because I'm going to run out of time. So why don't I go to this tool that can help me build a hundred lineups in, in three minutes and go, what types of lineups am I looking to make? And what do I, what settings do I have to put in in order to get those lineups that you already know what you're looking to build okay that's what you should be doing you already know which means why do you have to use randomness if you already know well i'm randomly getting a lot of this guy well why did you want to no well then you don't know what you're doing you literally don't know what you're doing. Well, if I put on randomness at like, if you, look, look, if I put on randomness at, at 80%, why even bother having projections at that point? It'll give you plenty of diverse lineups. Yeah, okay. None of them mean anything. None of these settings matter until, let me repeat again, you already know what you're looking to build. I have to repeat things multiple times because most people that watch this show have very limited cognitive ability. Mike B asks, what if you build that lineup and put in the optimizer and it's projected like 20 points off optimal? Well, then you're not playing that lineup or whatever, unless you want to play lineup 20 points. Off. You're using projections and ownership to build the lineups. Why are you building a hand, building a lineup that's 20 points off optimal once you're already looking at the projections? Uh, 
I'm not saying to not look at the projections. I'm saying that, don't build via the optimize. Don't be, you're not building via lineup HQ. You're not, you're missing the point completely. I feel like I'm talking to a wall. Build a lineup by hand. How could you not build the line? I don't understand this. I'm looking at lineup HQ right now, okay? For, for Sunday slate. Here's how you build a lineup by hand. Let me, let me show you. I don't know why I need to show this. I do not know why I need to show this. Okay, here's how I here's how you build a lineup by hand. Okay, I'm going to go to quarterback. Okay, let's take a look. What, what, let's pick a game to stack. Who knows? Let's see. Let's, let's take a look at some wide receiver values. Right? I'm already lo- I'm looking at the projections. I'm looking. We got Keenan Allen. We got Joe. We got... Mike Williams, oh, maybe maybe the, the Chargers, Chargers, Tennessee. Can we stack that with Herbert? I mean, we don't have that great projected values at, at wide receiver. It seems very efficient pricing. Stack the Jets. We're just looking for ones that have like two decent receivers in here. The Jets, the Jets in Detroit. We could do that. Yeah, with Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, probably be popular, right? So he got Elijah Moore there. Okay, I'm going to play Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, quarterback. <laughs> who's who's quarterback? Mike White, right? Okay, so I'm hand building a lineup. This is what this is what I mean by hand building a lineup. Mike White, Moore, Wilson. Okay, and then uh, let's see on the Detroit side. I need to play Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark. I'm on Ross St. Brown. We plug him in. All right, we got running back. Probably need some cheap running backs. Let's see what we got projected at running back. Okay, Zonovan on the Jets. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know. If, I'm not going to play a Jet running back. Play Etienne, Latavius Murray. Based on Pacheco, we could play Pacheco. Play a running back. And we could even do a correlation of a running back and a tight end or something like that. Could find two that, that go together. Who's the tight end for like New England with Jacobs, Henry, Connor, or Dul? We could play Dulcich, right? You could like Connor on one side. I'm assuming Dulcich projects decently, right? Yeah, decently enough, right? So there you go. Connor and Dulcich on two sides. It was a good defense. The Broncos defense. Oh, well, I can do the Broncos and the Connor. How about the Titans defense against the Chargers? Carolina against Steelers. The Bucks against the Bengals. Can we play Derrick Henry? I don't know. I don't think we have enough money for Derrick Henry. Cardinals, Steelers. Maybe we do. Let's see. Let's plug in the Titans. Oh, yeah. We're going to have money for Derrick Henry, right? We could correlate that to Derrick Henry, right? We got 6,500. We fill someone in at the 6,500 range. Right. Take a look. David Montgomery, Chris Olave. Right. Chris Olave, one off. Okay. And here's the lineup. There you go. 129.37. I just hand built the lineup. What are the, what are the characteristics of this lineup? I don't know. It's a double stack with a run back. There's three correlations in it. As Henry, right? As one to one, well, you know, a defense running back, a, a defense 
correlation. It has one, two sides of a game, right? You got Dulcich and, and Connor. It's at 129.37. These are the types of lineups that I'm looking to build. Okay. So that type of lineup. So that's a stack. So I go and I set up whatever stack. I want to look at more lineups that look like that. Are there any other Jets receivers? Should I play Donovan Knight in these types of lineups? Let me look at those types of lineups. Could save that, right? 129.37. What that was the well, what's the optimal if we just out of stack or anything? 142. So you're fine. Right, we got uh, Hertz, Zonovan Knight, Moore, Jones, Allen, and Conquo, Henry, Broncos D, based on our current projections. So I'd look at that at 129. I'd go, okay, let me take a look at another stack. Like what I'm looking at lineups. So how do I get to those types of lineups? Well, I need jet stacks. So I could go and I could build. I had primary stack. I could add the jets. I could build 300 lineups that look like that. And I could choose whichever ones I want to use. I want I want three of those lineups. Okay, well, I can make three hundred and choose three of them. What do the lineups look like? I already know what they look like. I'm not just going in and going. Oh, how, let me let me press as many buttons as possible and num- random numbers in here, and then press the build button. I don't know how you bother building lineups. You have no idea what you're building. Mike B, first, don't you need to build the optimal to get a base? Yes. But this is what people will do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you what people, this is what people do. Just to show you the, the comparison. Okay, they're gonna go. Let's put everyone back, put everything back. Okay. So this is the Sunday NFL slate. This is what people do. I'm telling you what people do. They do a version of this. They take a look at this. They go, I'm, they, they don't even look. They don't even, not, not even, I'm not even looking at any projection. They don't look at anything. They just go to build rules, right? They go to stacks and they go, okay. Uh, I heard that I need to play uh, quarterback with two, with two, with two wide receivers. I'm going to build two wide receivers, not the running back. Do I build with the running back? Do I don't? Dude, you can do whatever the hell you want. But they're going to be like, I don't know. Should I be doing one wide receiver? Should I do the tight end? Should I do... I'm sitting there going, I don't know why you're even bothering to even do any of this. And they go, okay, I'm going to play two guys from the same team and I'm going to play one guy as a run back. Okay. I'm going to do a run. I'm going to do this, right? Because this you have to do it, right? Right. I'm going to have it in 100% of my lineups because those are the only lineups you should be building, right? Well, you could one have with this, but not, but this is the best. And then I'm going to have 100% of, of a correlation of, uh, of two sides of a game, right? One running back, one whatever, whatever it is, because that's that's the magic setting. They're gonna have a third stack when they're gonna go. I'm gonna have a running back and the DST of the same team, and I'm gonna have it in all of my liners because you have to do it, right? Right. These are the rules. I haven't looked at what these lineups look like. I don't know what what you could even do with these. I I have no idea, no clue. But these are the magic settings that everyone talks about. This is what you have to do. You got to do it. Right, so I'm going to go in there. I'm going to make sure I get all my lineups that look like this. Okay, didn't research anything, didn't look at anything, didn't run anything, didn't do nothing. 
You got it. You got to do it this way. Of course, this is the magic settings, right? So they're going to go in and go to build rules, right? Then go, okay, I want to make sure I have 100% wide receiver in the flex because uh, someone said that this is a week for my wide receiver in the flex. It's whatever reason, right? Whatever reason, they're going to do that, okay? Uh, I heard that you should only be between like 80 and 120 for, for GPP, right? I heard those are the magic numbers, okay? They didn't run anything. There's no that They just randomly put it. They didn't do anything. They're just, all, they're putting in all this stuff in. You go, okay, I want true range randomness because that's obviously better than regular randomness. Person doesn't know what randomness is at all. So they're just like, okay, what my quarterback range of outcomes, uh, I think 10 is fine, right? 10 for my quarterbacks. Uh, 10 for my, well, wide receivers need a wider range. So I'm going to do 20. Understand, they don't even understand what any of this is. Tight end should be what they're like. They're receivers. So they should be 20. Defenses should be like 50 because they're highly variant. And the flat, I don't know what flex range of outcomes. So I'm just going to put it at 10 because that's what I think the magic number is. Team level randomness. Well, uh, but maybe add a little team now and 10 there. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to put a 10 there anyway. I'm going to produce 150 lineups because I'm playing the mini max, right? I'm not going to build a lot more lineups and curtail them. I'm, I'm no, I, I, all I know is that I'm going to press the build button and get the 150 lineups that I want. And that's what I'm going to play. And then when they're not good lineups, I'm going to blame the optimizer. How many number of unique players? I'm not really sure what this means, but I guess, uh, I guess I see people that use two. I think two is enough. Is two unique players per lineup good? I think I think so. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to put in the, I seem like that's the magic number. Uh, my max exposure for quarterbacks and everything like that. I guess I don't want more than like 20% of a quarterback. I don't know. I, I haven't run it to see what comes out or what do I want. I don't even know who's on the slate or anything, but I, that seems like a good number, right? I don't want more than uh, running, no more than 50% of a running back. Maybe, or I don't know, maybe 50% of anyone, right? I definitely don't want more than 10% of a defense, right? We always have to spread out our defenses. I don't know what flex max exposure is, but I'm going to put it at 50 anyway. I'm going to spend most of my salary, right? Because there's no reason to leave money on the table. But I mean, I guess 49.9 is fine. I don't know. I haven't looked at lineups, but I'm just going to put in numbers into an optimizer, Right. I'm going to look maximum offense versus defense zero. I don't want to play my offense versus the defense, right? I don't want to play anyone with under a, under a five point projection. I haven't looked at them, but I mean, that seems like a good number. The pet limit one wide receiver from the same team, unless part of a team game stack. I heard a lot of people check that box. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. I haven't looked at lineups. I have no idea what I want to build. I have no nothing, right? I know nothing. I'm just, these are the magic settings, right? Then they're going to go in. They're not even they're, they're not even going to press the button and go, uh, I want to play a lot of Alvin Kamara. So give me 40% Alvin Kamara. Give me at least 20%. I don't want, I want to fade Zonovan Knight. So give me t- only 10% of Zonovan Knight. Give me, give me, I, I don't want much of Latavius Murray. Give me like 5% of Latavius Murray. Uh, Chris Moore is going to be chalky at 4,200. I I heard someone say that they you, you shouldn't be playing a ton of them. So, like, I'm going to limit him to, like, 10%. Like, this is what I'm telling you, What this is what people do, right? I want a ton. I want a ton. A Conquo had a great game yesterday. But I, I do I want to play a chalk tight end? So, no, I, I maybe I X him out, but I'll, get, I'll put 5% there, right? They're not thinking about lineups or anything. They're just looking at players and going, who do I want more of or less of? They've not even looked at a single goddamn line, okay? Right? 
They're going through it and going, okay, let me look at this. And Keenan Allen, I don't want that much. I, I, I want a lot of Travis Kelsey against Houston. Yeah, give me 25% Travis Kelsey. They're not considering how the tight end fits into their lineups. Because remember, they put the, the I want 100% wide receiver flex. And they're <coughs> bumping up Kelsey 50%, you know, in a tight end spot. <coughs> so th- there's no thought into how these lineups look or what conceptually at all. Right? And they put in a bunch of those types of things, right? They look at that and they go, okay, I want some of this. I want some of that. Maybe X this guy out. or they, It seems like there's no care in the world. I don't know. Why do you only want 20% of this and 10% of that? I want to be over the field. I want to be double the field of that. I want to be sit. Have you looked at any lineups? No, I haven't looked at any lineups. I'm just putting in all the numbers first. And then pressing the button. And then they, what are they going to do? They're going to... But let's put in some more numbers, okay? I want 10% of that. I want no more than 20% of this. I'm just randomly putting 5%. Make sure you get five. I want no more than 20 of that. Oh, I want a lot of Chase. Give me a lot of Lamar Chase, Jamar Chase, 30% of him, right? They're not considering what the positions or the salaries mean or anything or how they all fit together. They don't, they don't, right? Right, Pacheco, oh, okay. Give me 10% Pacheco. And, get, and again, then they press the button. Then let's let it run. Right, it's going to take a while to run 100. Then they can press the button for 150. And these are going to be the liners that they play. God knows what this is going to look like. I don't know. I don't even know what this is going to look like. But that's the point that I'm making. I don't, I put in all these. I, I have no idea what this. I, I don't know. <coughs> I really don't know what this is. We're going we're gonna to get like 32% of someone that I, I, I would have never even expected. Right? Or something in order to fit whatever these rules are to get all this Kelsey and all all the Kelsey and all the Camara in a lineup that it still fits that configuration. I'm gonna assuming I'm gonna get a lot of the Saints defense, I guess, in order to fit the the Saints with Camara with the DST correlation, which you don't have to have in every lineup, but that's what people do. They just shove in. They got gotta build it like this. Right, I, that's why I'm like, oh, let's 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 just run and see what the hell this is going to look like. We're going to get a lot of wide, a utility wide receiver of like a thirty-two hundred dollar wide receiver. Because in order to fit in all this Kamara and Kelsey, like you're going to have to play some cheap receiver. I'm assuming we get a lot of Chris Moore, but we're telling the optimizer we only want ten percent of Chris Moore. So what the hell? We get double tight. We can't get double tight end because we're telling it the wide receiver flex. So you can't get a conquer as, as like, but you don't want a conquer like. This is what I mean. This is how people build in optimizers. They think in terms of players, right? Not in lineups. What do lineups look? What do these lineups look like? I want to play a lot of Kamara and Kelsey. Well, okay. Well, what do those lineups look like? I don't know. Why don't you conceptualize what they look like? And if you can't conceptualize it in your head, why don't you use a tool like lineup HQ to just build dummy lineups that look like that as research? Just as research, you lock in Kamara, you lock in uh, uh, Kelsey, and you run, and you run 10 lines. You go, what, what What? do you have to do in order to have these two people in and still have a decently projected lineup? And you go, oh, I guess I need to play a lot of that guy in order to do this. Well, do you want to play a lot of that guy? Well, no. Okay, then probably you don't want to make as many of those lineups. You can't just go to an optimizer and just go, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. No idea what these lineups look like. 
and then press a button, and then magically, all oh, these lineups should all be good. I put in all my settings. <coughs> the optimizer, all it's doing, all this lineup HQ is doing is taking this FPTS column, starting from the top, going, I'm going to try to build the best lineup, the highest amount of FPTS column value that fits in a $50,000 lineup with these positions. You go to the first one, and it goes, well, I need to make sure, based on the stuff that we're telling it, it needs to be a wide receiver flex. So it's like the first lineup doesn't have a wide receiver flex. It has to skip it. Because it's gonna, all it's going to do is like, what's the best FPTS lineup? Up, oh, that doesn't fit the constraints. Let me go to the second one. Up, oh, that doesn't fit the constraints. Let me go to the third one. That doesn't fit the constraints. And it just keeps on going. It has no clue, right? It has no clue. It's just going through and going, okay, well, it, according to what I've been told, I need to have at least two unique players. I need to have at least 10% of this. And I need to have a quarterback with two pat with two teammates. I need to have a... Di- like there may be seven million lineups that are that are better projected, but you're restricting it from displaying those. That's all it's doing. Trevor Lewis says, so when you're building, do you basically click optimal and say, all right, these dudes are going to be chalky. You're just based on so many RG optimizer mis- misusers. Yes. And manual increase their own. Yes. Now, not all, all the people use RG projections. They use projections from around the industry. So I could do that for any projection set. There's going to be, a, there's going to be a, a, a group of people that, that don't know how to build with optimizers. And you're going to get sky more at 12% when everyone projects them to be 3% owned and you go, that's the only way that it fits in. Like, you just run the lineup. So here, here we go. See, I ran the lineup. So we get Mahomes, Pacheco, Kelsey. Well, I mean, you get all of this. You get 31%. You get 21% CeeDee Lamb. You get 20% Nelson Aguilar. I guess you get a lot of Mac Jones lineups. Yeah, you get a, a lot of Mac Jones lineups. And people, what they'll do is they'll go and they'll play this. They'll go, well, I never intended on playing Mac Jones lineups. I never intended on playing Andy Dalton lineups. What do these Andy Dalton lineups look like? Dalton, Kamara, Olave. With Drake London as a run back. Right? And you're forcing in all of this, whatever correlation into it. Now, these lineups are 129 point. I mean, they're, they're fine. Remember, you could build like 7 million lineups and be fine. So you take a look at these lineups and it's like, okay, a lot of Mac Jones, a lot of Andy Dalton, but this is what happens. Someone will build these lineups. They will throw them in. The New England Patriots won't do much. And they go, well, I played a whole ton of Mac Jones because your optimizer told me to. Like, no, you told it to. If you didn't want to play Mac Jones, why you play? Why, in 150 lineups, you didn't want to have him in 21 lineups. Why did you have him in 21 lineups? Right, we take a look at the projection. Obviously, we don't have ownership or anything. Here are the projection of these Mac Jones lineups. 131, 131, 129, 128, 127. I mean, we go all the way down to like 120. Maybe you shouldn't be playing the Mac Jones lineups that are 11 points lower than the other Mac Jones lineups. Then we take a look at uh, Patrick Mahomes lineups. 135, 134, 132, 130. Right, they're obviously better from a projection standpoint. 
but maybe you don't play the one. Tw- I mean, maybe you don't play the ones that are down here. I mean, like the only reason the, the lineups that are, are projected for 120 are coming up is because those are the only lineups that fit the restrictions that you're putting in. A guy has to have two different players. It has to have this. It has to have 10% of that. You has to have a ton of Jamar Chase. It has, and then what you're doing is you're getting lineups at the bottom like this, that the only reason they're showing up here at all in your 150 set is because of your restraints. The ones towards the top are pretty fine. Right? And then you're going, well, the optimizer is telling me this. The optimizer isn't telling you anything. You can get to any of these lines, these lineups towards the top that are, you know, let's say, let's say it's like, oh, as long as it's over 128 points, like you're fine with those lineups. Okay, then you could build a whole ton of other lineups. Why are you putting so many constraints in? Until you actually build the lineups and see what they look like. And go, oh, okay, I want to build more lineups like this. Oh, okay. And then you put in settings. Then Then you put them in. You go, okay, I want more lineups like let that look like this. Okay. Maybe you look, maybe you look through and you go, uh, those Dalton lineups, right? We've looked at Dalton lineups and you're like, well, I don't want to play Dalton and Kamara together. It's like, well, I mean, then you'd go to the stacks thing and go, okay, well, I take off New Orleans, right? Or you add a stack. I mean, what do you want the lineups to look like? I mean, it's only doing what you're telling it to do. If you didn't want Kamara, oh, I don't want Dalton and Kamara together. Well, you could also make a group that groups them out. So you never have Dalton and Kamara together in a a lineup. So you don't have the running back. If you wanted wanted to, you could do this for anyone. Okay, you could do it by a group. You could do it by a stack setting. You could do it by lowering the, the percentage of a player. You could do it by 700 different ways. What do you want your lineups to look like? So this type of way, like, I don't know, I don't know. You're not going to get 150 good lineups. Your, your last 50 lineups are probably garbage. Your top 10 or 20 are probably too chalky. Your bottom 10 or 20 are probably horrible. You maybe you have 100 in the middle that are okay. And then your diversification, you don't, you don't, you're, you're going by the optimizers telling me to play all of this. It's like, no, <laughs> optimizer didn't tell you anything. You put in all these restraints. You have 20% Nelson Aguilar and he doesn't do well. Well, the optimizer said, the optimizer didn't tell you to do any of this. If you didn't want to play New England players at all, then X them out. If you don't want to play Mac Jones, X them out. You can find lineups that project similarly that don't have that guy. Okay, you could, I, could, I could sit here and build 15,000 lineups that all project similarly with every single quarterback on the, on the, on, on the slate. How much of one do you want to play than the other? Well, that's up to you. Don't blame the optimizer. Oh, I have 16% Olamide Zacchaeus because the optimizer told me. How did the optimizer tell you? Probably the reason why you have all this Olamide Zacchaeus is because you're playing uh, someone on the, you're playing a lot of, who? Who's on the other side of that game? Or the Falcons game? Is that the, is that the Chiefs? See, I don't even know who's playing. Now, New Orleans. But you don't even know. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm going through these lines. I don't even know. So how the hell are you going to go? And you're going to build these lineups and then go, okay, here's my 150 set. 
I guess this is what the optimizer wants. Like, dude, I go through and I build everything first. You know how many lineups I build on Sunday morning? Thousands upon thousands! To see what lineups look like. Okay, well, if I if I could also visualize it. You could say, oh, this is a very expensive stack, which means I'm going to have to pay down here and pay up there. Okay, you can visualize that in your head. You go through it. It's like, okay, well, if I play a Patrick Mahomes stack, what do these lineups look like? If I play a Trevor Lawrence stack, what do these lineups look like? If I play this, and you could, I could, Sunday morning, I lock one quarterback in in a stack combination, and I run 20 lineups, and I go, what do these lineups look like? What's the projection versus ownership of these lineups? Okay. This looks pretty good. Let me now, now let me take a look at another stack. Maybe I built 300 lineups of each. Maybe I built 10. And I look and I go, okay. I know that if I play a lot of this, I'm going to have to have a cheap running back, which means I need a lot of that guy. Whatever, whatever cheap running back du jour. Oh, I'm playing a lot of cheap stacks, which means I could play double expensive running back. Oh, okay. If I'm not playing a lot of cheap stacks and then I was like, oh, Josh Jacobs, I want 80% of and Derrick Henry, I want 80% of it's not going to work. You need a cheap stack in order to play that much of two expensive running backs. But if you, you can't just go in going, I want, I want, I want it all. I want the most expensive stacks and the most expensive everything else. I want to spend 70,000 salary. Like mathematically, it doesn't work out. But people go in and put in settings without considering the mathematical ramifications of anything. And then the optimizer has to sort that out for you and then give you, eh, based on what you told me, here, here you go. And if it had a personality, it's probably looking at you going, I wouldn't do this, but this is what you told me. If you take a look through all these, I'm not, I didn't do anything that you told me not to do. It's, It's all in the settings. I hope you like it, master. I hope you like it. And then it kind of scampers away and says, I, I wouldn't play those lineups, but oh, well, that's what it fit. Fits those rules. But that's how people use optimizers. Instead of visualizing and going, what do you, what do you want? Or build way more lineups than you need and eliminate the ones that you're like, okay, this one's too low. Per, I mean, like, like, dude, even with this 150, I can take this 150 set and whittle it down to 20 lineups that are playable, probably. Be like, okay, then those are the 20 lineups that I play. You could do that. So much easier than trying to figure out magic settings that you can't, you don't even understand how things come together. Why would you put in all, why would you put in all these exposure and everything before running lineups? If anything, you should be doing it iteratively, which means, you go, okay, let me put up a stack combination. Then we let me run 150 lineups and see what they look like. And then let me change this and then run 150. Let me change that and run 150. And maybe you have to do 40 iterations. You go, I'm trying to do this. Okay, they didn't do it that well. I'm still getting a, some crappy lineups at the bottom or it's done too much over here. So let me add a group so it does that. Let me add a little randomness. Maybe that'll even things out a little. Then let me add a little, and then you, you rebuild like, 50, 60, 80, 100 times. Then you look through your 150 lineups and you go, okay, I think this, all these look pretty good, right? That looks pretty good. And and I, from a risk management perspective, my exposures, I, I'm fine with. And there you go. You could, you could do it that way. But there's so many people 
I've I've seen it. I I do it. I take emails and DMs and everything all the time. The predominant amount of people that try to use a product like Lineup HQ are what settings do I put in to press the build button once and then play those lineups? Like that's I there there is none. There there is none. It doesn't exist. Do, 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 do. Anything else in the YouTube chat? Let's see. Trevor Lewis says your build process looks a lot different than some of your early videos years ago. Yeah, I mean, I used to I used to do it by iter- an iterative build process. Like I said, if you're gonna do it, do it iteratively. Do you understand what the word iterative means? You see all the all this stuff that I put in before I press the build button? Get rid of it all. Get rid of it all. I could reset all my settings. Reset all NFL settings. What you can do with 150 lineups or whatever. Let's go to the slate. They say, okay. What do I do first? Okay. Let me build 150 lineups. Right. With no settings, just to see what it looks like. And you build. Okay. Then you go, okay, well, I at least want to have some type of correlation. And maybe, maybe I have, uh, you know, two, uh, one with the bring back one. And I set up a whole bunch of these, right? Maybe 25% of these types of lineups and 25%. I do that. And then I run that. I'm nowhere close to the, what I end up with. Just to look at those lineups. And then you add and you go, okay, who do I think is over-owned versus under-owned? I go, okay, I want to have more of this guy and less of that guy. That's it. I put two of them in and then I run lineups again. And then you do another setting. Like you go, okay, let me, let me do a little bit more. Like I want a little bit more wide receiver in the flex than running back. Do I do a hundred? But no, I do. Let me do 60. Let's see what comes out of the 150 lineups. Oh, I'm getting too much of this guy that I don't want a lot of that guy. So I'm getting 68% that I go, okay, let me set him for 10%. And then after doing just that, running it again and going, okay, what do these lineups look like? This type of iterative process could take you like an hour to do. And then you settle. And then finally you're looking at 150 lineups that you're like, I Okay, I don't mind this set. And you upload those. You could do that. I find it easier now to build way more lineups than I need and then pick and choose the ones that I want to play. So instead of building 100, if I'm if I'm even playing 150 lineups, I would probably build at minimum 1,500. Of all different stack combinations, of all different types, all different types of lineups. Then from there, trim down the ones that are either too low projected for their ownership or too high, high owned for their projection. I'm probably getting rid of like 20% of lineups right there. And from that, now I'm just, I have bands of risk. 
I'm going to take some high projected lineups, some low owned lineups. And then I could settle on my diversification of who I'm, how much of I'm playing of a certain person from just who, who I'm selecting. So out of, out of 1,200 lineups, I could just select 150 of them. I can select them randomly, technically, if I wanted to. Trevor Lewis says, I'd love to see your NFL process. I do. I literally do it on the show. You could do it, Trevor. Okay, I have to speak slowly for you. The process of getting to plus EV lineups, you could do 7 million different ways. Okay, 7 million. Literally 7 million. Okay, we have to we have to count these. One, two, three. You know, there's a lot of ways. There's no such thing as a correct process. It's like I have to deprogram people to not think in terms of black and white. There are no correct answers in DFS. There are no correct settings. There's no correct process. All there are are plus EV lineups with standard deviations. That's all there are. How you get to those lineups, you could get to 800 trillion different ways. I have to say very big numbers because if I say three, you're going to ask which three ways. But if I say 800 trillion, you're not going to ask, can you teach me all 800 trillion ways? You could do it accidentally. You could do it randomly. Trevor Lewis says 7 million ways instead. Uh, yeah, the the lineups that I was building in the, in the weird, random, semi-random picking and choosing settings, yeah, a lot of those lineups are going to be plus EV, yes. I would say a lot of them are going to be plus EV. If you're building 150 set, the problem is, is that like maybe 20 to 50 of our lineups aren't. Do you know which ones are or which ones aren't? I don't know, but people build those types of sets. That's the problem. They build sets where the top, they're, they clump. It's called clumping. Their top lineups are way too high projected and high owned. And their bottom lineups in their set are like absurdly bad lineups. Very low ownership, but also extremely low projection because the optimizer is trying to, trying to do that. And it gives you those top clumps and those bottom clumps of lineups that are negative EV. The top clumps are the ones... It's like it's like saying I want 50% of this guy and 50% of that guy. And not realizing that you're like the top half of your lineups have both of those guys and the bottom half have neither of them. But in your total exposure is still 50%, but you're not looking at the actual lineups. So by building by random settings and random trying just weird rand like doing it like that for a, a large set of lineups you're going to end up with 20 to 30% of your lineups being negative EV. Now, 60 to 70% are going to be plus EV. That, but I'm not saying the middle lineups are probably fine. I said that. I said in the middle, you're probably fine. You say, okay, this lineup projects for 129 and has owned it, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Look, take a look at your bottom lineups. Oh, bottom lineups are awful. The top lineups look like more like cash lineups than anything. Right, if you're playing a large field contest, you'd be like, okay, the top lineups, top ten lineups, kind of look like like two v twos off my cash lineup type of thing. The bottom lineups look like I'm fading all the chalk. 
for no reason, right? Because you're telling the optimizer, you can only have this amount of this guy and that amount. It has to be this. It has to be that. And by the time it gets to your, your 130th, 140th lineup, it's like the projection is going down really low in order just to fit in these percentages of everything that you want. Right. And the top is fine because it, it, it's free to do whatever it wants. It's go, oh, oh, I can build a high, very high projected lineup because you want 50% of that guy. You know, so I'm going to use that guy. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use that, That's good. Then it's going to get to a point where it's like, I can't use any of the good projected guys anymore. Right. And have unique players for, and has to be four unique players, but you still want 80% of this guy. How does that work out? I mean, like what happens is your total lineup set ends up a third of your lineups are bad. Are all of your lineups bad? No, but a third of it. Why the hell would you want to have a third of your lineups be bad? Don't you want all of your lineups to be good? And people will build 20 like that. And what will end up happening is their first two or three lineups will be nearly a cash lineup. And their last two or three lineups will be horrible. So you're basically saying, I'm going to build 20 lineups with an optimizer and concede the fact that five of them are, are I, I, you're throwing the trash. We're going to take 25% of your money and just throw it in the trash immediately for the sake of building 15 good lineups, decent lineups. Why should you be doing that? So that's how people use optimizers. It gets into that clumping problem because of all the settings and magic stuff that they think they need to put in. Instead of just running lineups and then choosing the ones you want to play. Or understanding how the optimizer works and using only the settings that you need to use to achieve the lineups that you want to play. In that previous example, if they, you're running it and you're getting a ton of Mac Jones lineups that you don't want to play, what should you be doing? Removing the exposure on Mac Jones or taking that away as a stack or whatever. And now you'll those lineups will be replaced with other lineups that aren't Mac Jones stacks. Maybe they'll be adding a Dalton. I don't want any, I want a lot of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, you have to tell it. You look, it's all oh, these Patrick Mahomes lineups actually project pretty well. It's like, I want more of them. Okay, so you have to tell it. I want more. Don't just sit there and do nothing. So do it as an iterative process. If that's the way that it gets to those lineups, you know how I could get to those lineups by building 700,000 of them and then getting to those. My lineups could look exactly the same 20 lineups. I could get to it that way. I could get to it by hand building. I could get to it by running simulations. I could get to, I, you get to it whichever way you want. What I'm showing you is that people use optimizers without real, what, what do you want? You don't even know what you want. People upload lot, dude, dude, I've gotten tons of emails, tons, past three years. People, can you teach me how to use lineup HQ? Can you teach me how to use an optimizer? Every t- I'm using whatever, and it's and it's it's always giving me weird stuff. I said, and they, I show me your line, show me what your outputs are, and he goes, yeah, it's giving me fifty eight percent of this 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 one percent owned guy that I don't want to play. So I, my first question is, so why don't you X them out? Said, well, I don't want to not do something that the optimizer is telling me to do. I go, the optimizer is not telling you to do anything. And almost all the time, literally all the time, not almost all the time, all the time it's user error. Like, you know why you're getting 58% of a 3K player that projects for seven points? 
because you're trying to you're, you're trying to do something that's mathematically impossible. The only way it's mathematically possible is to play a lot of that guy. That's it. That's the only reason. If you didn't want to do all of this other crap, said why did you why did you want to play whatever? It's like well, I wanted to play more of that and less of this and whatever. It's like, did you look at these lineups? They go, no. I looked at my exposures. I go, don't look at your exposures. Look at the lineups. Are those the lineups that you wanted to play? Go well. Ultimately, their answer is no. So I said, so why the hell did you build them? Well, that's what the optimizer told me. It's like the optimizer is just a tool, like a hammer. Well, the hammer told me. The hammer told me what bookcase to build. That would be ridiculous to say. So that's what I mean. How do you get to the lineups that you want to play? And obviously, from a EV perspective, you want to play lineups that have the highest projection for the lowest ownership. How could you play more of those lineups? Well, how do you figure out what those lineups are until you run the lineups and see what they are and see what types of lineups they are? Let's see. Mike B says, so NBA starts at seven. You get home at 650. You look at slate IQ, look at the GPP win ownership, make that your only setting and run it, then pick. That's a bad process. Look, no, that couldn't, that could still be a fine process. If you look at the lineups, what's so complicated? I still don't get it. You have to look at the lineups. I don't, I don't, I I don't know. I don't know what else to explain. I could here's NBA. Okay. Let's 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 simulate this. Okay. Let's simulate that these are the actual numbers. We all know that it's 12. The fact that I have to constantly say this is absurd. That I have to say it. I have to make caveats here. That what I'm showing you right now is not the lineups you should build. For tonight, for specifically for tonight. Why? Because the numbers are of 12.08 p.m. in the afternoon and they will change. Because someone will DM me after doing this quick example and go, yeah, I played a lot of this guy because I saw your show this morning. And I go, how, how are you this dumb? Okay? So let's say it's five minutes before lock. Okay. Let's say you're building for the 20 man. Let's say you're building 20 lineups. Let's just say. Okay. So you put in before 257.97, 215.94 is the ownership. So let's say you're, bu- you're building for 20 max, which is a fairly decently sized field. And you go, okay, well, I just want to cut out some ownership. Right. 215 and I go and I put in, I go max lineup, let's say 160. What do these lineups look like? Right. I want some diversification, right? Too. If you wanted whatever. And I just built 20 lineups like this. Let's see what the projection looks like. 158. You're sacrificing what? Almost almost 10 points in projection. Okay. And you're getting 17 out of 20 year lineups with Tar- Tar- Tari Eason, who I've never heard of, at 2.5% ownership. 
Do you want to do that? That's the question. Do you want to, do I just upload these lineups? No. I look and I go, do I want to play 85% of a 2% on God? I don't know. Remember, this is five minutes before the slate. I have no idea. I don't even know who these players are, right? I'm just building lineups. You go, I don't know. Do I want to play these lineups? If you look and you go, okay, well, do I really want to have this much of this guy? Maybe 50%. Maybe. Harry Eason, I don't even I don't even know who's correlated to or anything like that. Maybe 25%. <coughs> Devonta Graham at 2%. Why am I getting so much of him? Mind, I don't mind the chalkier people that that these at least make sense. So maybe I do that. And then I build 20. And a lot of Giannis and Sengun. Do I want a lot of Giannis? Can I replace him with someone else? Well, what do you want to do? Look at the lineups. Playing four Pelicans. Should you be playing four Pelicans? Do you want to play four Pelicans in a lineup? Do I want to play? I can play other studs on the slate, right? I'm assuming there's other studs on the slate. It's only a four-game, it's only a four-game slate. Milwaukee, Memphis. There's not there's not much available, right? I mean, but let's say I don't want, let's say, uh, let me take a look at lineups that don't have, that all have Giannis. Another 20. I'm iterating. You see here, I'm just iterating. Right? If you get a lot of Sengun and Green. 248. Maybe I've decided that two, uh, 10 points for that amount of ownership is fine. As long as I have 20 lineups that are like that, that's fine. 246. 248. Okay, so I'm not set. By by the time I get down to here, I'm only doing another two points. This is not like 240 or anything, right? Because I'm looking at the lineups. I'm not looking at the exposures. I'm looking at the lineups. I go, well, do I need need all this Sengun? Do I need KJ Martin? Do I need 2% Landry Shemette? Maybe I want to even that out. I'm I'm not saying this is correct. There's no correct way. I'm just going by, from a diversification standpoint, do I want a lot of this guy? Or do I want a lot of that guy? I have no idea. Going through and still build another 20 lineups. Let's take a look. Let's take a look and make sure the lineups fit the conditions. We still get that first lineup that we have before, right? 248, 248, 159 ownership. 245. Okay, now we're getting a little bit lower here. And this is what you do. You could do it this way. I could also do it by not having an ownership cap at all and then just trimming lineups and building 300. I could do it by building 3,000 lineups. I mean, like, you could get to whatever point you get. Just You get to the lineups. If you look at the lineups and you go, oh, I don't want to play Jalen Green and I don't want to play Jonas and Zion together. Like, well, before you press the build button, go to the groups and go, okay, well, I want to exclude the ones that have Zion and Jonas. And you press the button again. Then you take a look at the lineups. You look at the lineups. You get Williamson. Do you want Nance together? Doesn't Nance come in for Zion or whatever? 
Now you get all the Jalen Green and C.J. McCollum. Do you want that? And he's still adhering to lineups. 255, because I took out the owner. I took out the ownership. You could do it this way. What lineups are you getting to? You can get to the lineups that you want to get to 800 trillion ways. I could do it this way. I could do it by building 400,000 lineups and then choosing. And those all those lineups may look different. Maybe on this given slate, I want to play all the Trey Murphy. Maybe I don't. From a diversification standpoint, not because you can't find lineups that are plus EV that have them. You could find 700 trillion lineups. I have to use these large numbers because if I don't, people don't get that. The amount of plus EV lineups on an NFL slate that you could play is in the hundreds of thousands. That people could show me 150 lineups of theirs out of that hundred, hundreds of thousands. Go, okay, that's fine. And then another 100. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. And they all look different. So ultimately, out of those bucket of plus EV lineups, it's just a matter of what, what do you play? So when how much of this guy do you play? What does that matter? Look at the lineups. I do these shows every day. I've shown this probably at least 147 times. You could, most people, like, even if you just showed up and built 20 lineups with, like, some ownership cap, as long as it's not going to be diversified, I mean, you're going to be high variance from slate to slate, you'd probably be better off just doing that. Is there a more refined process where you could get even squeak out more EV? Sure. But can you, can you get 20 competitive plus EV lineups by just doing it? Yeah, sure. And if Giannis doesn't do well and you have him in all your lineups, and then, then oh, well, your slate's over. Are there non-Giannis lineups that are plus EV? Of course. And you could play 10 of ones that have them and 10 that don't, if you want. Just build them. That's it. That's all you have to do is build them. So from a diversification, an exposure perspective, it doesn't matter. Lineups matter. What is the projection of the lineup? What is the ownership of the lineup? From a blunt standpoint, that's what you should be looking at. How do I get to those two numbers? And how do I build lineups that fit those two numbers? That's it. Maybe you could build 100,000 of them with all different combinations of players that fit in that range of two numbers. So play play as many of those lineups as you can, as you want, of whatever they look like. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door if you understand how to hit the thumbs up button, right? Understand that I've done about 500 hours of content. I have a course. Okay. Can't believe I have to constantly go over this. Okay. If you want to learn everything that I know, if you want to learn literally everything that I know, every every part of everything that I could possibly know, I have 21 hours of audio. It's all you don't have to you don't have to watch this show anymore. 
Okay. You never have to watch this show again. You never have to watch anything in the history of DFS ever again. Okay. This is a 15 hour course. Can you count to 15? Let's count to 15. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 hours. This one is six hours. It includes Excel tools that I use that have to go over these exact concepts. Everything of what is in both of these courses I've shown on this show. If you were to watch this show from its beginning two and a half years ago, watched every show, you would not know anything different than me. You would literally know everything that I know. You know how you could do that also? Buying this course and buying this course. After 21 hours, there is nothing more I can teach you. Okay? Literally nothing. Everything that, how do I determine this? How do I determine this? All you have to do is listen to these 21 hours. I'm, I'm giving you the answers. Once you listen to these 21 hours, there's no need to ever consume DFS content ever again. You would have learned it all. You wouldn't have because you should always constantly be learning. And if you listen to this over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, you shouldn't have any questions. Every every question that is answered on that is asked on this show is answered in these courses. There is literally none that happened. You know what you need to do? You just have to listen to it. That's all you need to do. I don't know. How, I don't know how much more simple it could be. And once you listen to it, and the main the main thing that the first course is supposed to teach you, the main thing is that. The way that you think you need to rewire the way that your brain works. There's no such thing as a correct answer. There's no such thing as black and white and everything is a probability. So you say, what's the right way to do something? Well, there's no such thing as the right way or the wrong way. That doesn't exist. What players should I play? Well, there's not, you're not playing with players. You're playing with lineups. What is a projection? A projection is a, is a range of outcomes. It's not predictions. They're all probabilities. That's all you should be thinking about is probabilities. What's more likely and what's less likely? Once you get in that mindset, you now you know there's no such thing as a correct answer. There's nothing. There's no such thing as correct or incorrect. There's nothing. It's like, well, how do I build plus EV lineups? So what's the what? What's the quality? What what do plus EV lineups look like? Well, if you're saying the word look like, that means you're not thinking that you're not thinking correctly. Plus EV lineups don't look like anything. They are plus EV. They give you more profit than what you put in. That's what they look like. Well, so in NFL, do they look like they have a stack? No, you're not, you're not thinking correctly. All a plus EV lineup is, is a lineup that, over the course of a million times shows a positive return. That's it. Plus EV lineups could look from a descriptive standpoint like anything. There are going to be some plus EV lineups that look like something that you bang your head against the keyboard. Yet if you simulated it out, it's actually a profitable lineup. 
based on that specific slate and those projections or whatever. Well, how do I get to that lineup? Who knows? But that lineup is profitable. Not many lineups look like that. So I don't know if you're going to heuristically be able to get to those types of looking lineups, but it's technically profitable. And then there are lineups that over the course of 100, 200, 500, 700,000 slates are more likely than other types of lineups to end up being plus EV as a descriptor, as a heuristic. So instead of looking for the mishmash lineups that you bang your head against the keyboard that are plus EV, wouldn't it be easier? You're just going to, you're more likely to make less mistakes looking for lineups that fit certain descriptors. That's what it is that you're doing. In baseball, there are more five-man stack lineups that are plus EV than unstacked eight one-off lineups. There are more of them. Doesn't mean that one's better than the other. Just that there's more of them. So if you were to just build five-man stacks in baseball and not try to find the needles in the haystacks of the other weird lineups, you're probably not giving away much. So you don't have to worry about that. The same way that you would do in NBA or NFL or anything like that. Do you play? Do you play Justin Fields naked? It's like there are plenty of Justin Fields naked lineups that are plus EV. There are plenty of Jalen Hurts lineups. There are plenty of Dak Prescott. There are plenty. Dude, you're you're not thinking correctly. Can I do this? You could do anything. It's just there may not be as many plus EV lineups that fit that descriptor, but there will. There are. How good are you at finding them? Especially without any type of precise methodology. You don't have some way of simulating names and contests. So you're kind of just making more blunt guesses. Being that it's hard to make blunt guesses, maybe you should fit within certain descriptors. So you're more likely to hit upon plus EV lineups. Lineups that show a higher profit. So when you play Justin Herbert, you're probably double stacking him with two people. Do you have to? No, you can play him naked. There are there are plus EV lineups with Justin Herbert and no pass catchers. They're just less. They're just much less, much fewer of them than ones with one or two or three. With do you play a run back? Well, there are there are plenty of lineups that don't have a run back that are plus EV. But as a descriptor. If you were to just play a run back in that type of lineup, there are just more plus EV lineups that could be, that look like that. That specific one you played could be negative EV. It could be a bad lineup. But you're more likely to get this. This is how you need to think. What does it look like? Like, what is it more likely to look at? What is it less likely to look like? Mr. Shatterdog, I would suggest get the actual courses. If you don't understand what expected value is, that's a core concept of all gambling. If you don't understand what expected value is, I would highly suggest you read up on it. Okay, so let's get out of here, right? Even though I'm answering the same questions to the same people that have seen my content 700 times, which I don't get. That's... 
I, I don't get it. I, I, I seriously don't get it. Someone will have to explain it to me. Or someone have to give brain scans or something. Because I, because I, it, it's, it's not fathomable to me. I'm not saying that as an exaggeration. I literally don't understand. Like I'm just, I'm just, I, I picture people that ask, that think like that, and I go, I. Why aren't they put down at birth? Like I'd like that. Like that's how bad it is. That's. I'm just telling you my line of thinking. Like why wouldn't why weren't why wouldn't she just oh oh this person doesn't doesn't understand that like well how does their brain function how did how do they even learn how to walk I don't get it I'm not saying people think I'm saying it as an exaggeration I'm not I don't understand it it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense to me I just have to assume these people just walk into walls. I don't know how you learn how to type. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I literally don't know. I don't get it at all. Hit the thumbs up button though, if you if you know how to do it. I don't know how you know how to do it, but you do. I'll be on tomorrow for MMA. We'll talk about some MMA stuff. Uh okay. So theory dfs.com if you want to if you want to learn DFS. I don't know. I don't know if you'll be able to, I mean, most of the types of questions like that either come from either being too dumb or too lazy. So if you're not too lazy, go to theoryofdfs.com and actually listen to the two courses and get the tools. And then I'll see you tomorrow for MMA. Right, we have four, 14 fights slate, 14 fights. Well, hopefully it keeps at 14 for the last last slate of the year. It's actually, it's actually a pretty good card. It's actually a pretty good card. A lot of mid-range fights that are worth targeting. So. Uh, We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the Grounded Pound podcast. That'll come out tomorrow also for MMA. So uh, so sign up for Road Grinders Premium. You get everything. You get everything. You get everything. All the, all the projections, all the ownership, all the content, all the everything. So click on the link in the description. Get $10, $10 off your first month. And uh, and I'll see you tomorrow. Answering your DFS strategy questions, ones that are probably worth answering, on the DFS pregame show on Roto Grinders dot com.